Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. Uh, so it's come to this. <laughs> That's good. Hi, Brian. <laughs> Put me on your neck, Brian. <laughs> I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. This is a movie podcast, and uh, we're we're about to talk about a fun one here. This is a movie, man. This is a weird movie. This is a gross movie. Oh my gosh! And this is a funny movie. That was a good Elmer. Thank you. That was a really good Elmer. Got one. I think you really nailed Elmer. Of all the voices I've tried to do. It started out, and I'm going, he's going too Snagglepuss. <laughs> he's, do- he's going too Snagglepuss. But then you came in with almost like, it's got like a touch of Kelsey Grammer mm-hmm. to it. It's got a little bit of Grammar lilt. That voice of this alien we'll get into, but brain damage. Brain damage. Brain damage is, I think Frank Henenlotter's like, I think this is the picture. This is the one for me. And he's made some cult classics. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's an icon. Yeah. Basket Case, Frankenhooker. <laughs> the legend. Frankenhooker. The man that made Frankenhooker. Yeah. Uh, and then Brain Damage. But for me, I think Brain Damage is the piece. This is, this uh, is the one. Yeah, me. this is the one where I think he tries to, or he does put in all the the real experimental stuff. Man, it's the weird the, the there's a lot of head trips there's a lot of <laughs> weird lighting there's a lot weird of weird sex stuff very serious drama you know combined with this bizarre funny parasite creature yeah man funny parasite creature a funny parasite creature talking uh, like fucking sucker. bing crosby sounding <laughs> parasite why were they doing this in the 80s this is <laughs> yeah, like the slime bowl bolorama movie with the little goblins like hey ladies <laughs> It's like why have... they loved little talking dudes. <laughs> the '80s and early '90s straight to video were in love with animals making little like, <laughs> like they loved it. But to give them the like Bing Crosby like, he sounds like Michigan J Frog. Like he's gonna get out like a little top hat and cane. But he looks like a veiny rock dick. He is. He's got a mouthful of spikes. This is a weird movie. This is so weird. But <laughs> Frank Hanenlotter, years before this, other end of the decade, did Basket Case. Yeah. Which is another one of those gross, low-budget, early 80s New York grimy movies like Maniac. I'm into that one, too. Just that you know, gross flophouse, condemned area of Man. New York kind of movies, right? Yeah, those places you buy by the hour. Yeah, just like that world. You know, that yeah. world that I only know <laughs> through these movies, right? With the, like... Used cigarette butt on the sink kind of look, yeah. Just real grime, grime, man. Real grime. grime. Great sets. A lot of lot of like sweaty under t shirts. <laughs> yeah, right. Like a lot of pit stain, New and York. deep chest it's sweat, like, like balmy New York night. You're movies. just sweating, man. A lot of brown sweat too. Yeah, nobody's sweating clear. It's always this unhealthy. <laughs> like, why is it stained brown? Why did yeah? Why why is it do stained something that way? with it's that just, fabric? Leaking like f- toxins. Man, out into the screen. And Basket Case is one of those movies where if you're in the bad headspace for this movie, you can have bad experiences with Frank Henenlotter's. Mm. It's like your experience with street trash. 
Yeah. You know, where it's just, I was not prepared you know, it's that. the fourth movie of the night. You're a certain number of beers in and you're just disgusted yeah. by a very disgusting, just ugly movie. Truly, right? truly disgusting to me. And I had kind of a similar reaction with Basket Case, just the wrong vibe, having to just like, I need to go lie down. Like, I cannot <laughs> handle Basket Case right now. Just this level of, the, you know how bothered I get with cheapness. Like, it hits me on a sensorial level, just like uh-huh. cheap horror scares me more. It's grosser. It's more flesh. It just feels weirder. Like, like you're, this isn't just some company going out and doing a movie. Like This is a guy in a motel room with this yeah. flesh dummy just <laughs> telling the woman to just go nuts. Yeah. Just to scream He's her head off. these people to just go crazy. And the, some of the wild performance he gets from non-union non-sag actors non-professionals sometimes just adds to this grimy cool homemade effect yeah but these are good movies i mean that is as silly as the titles might be as classically drive-in exploitative oh, yeah. as basket case brain damage and frankenhooker <laughs> that's like a legendary cult threesome right there that's huge that puts him that puts him up a level. That's oh for sure. Did your video store have the Frankenhooker talking VHS? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think I ever knew about a talking VHS. No. It had this like she says you push the I button. I went to nice video stores there. <laughs> I don't know what look, You were the one sneaking off to look at Frankenhooker on the on the I don't think they had Frankenhooker in Rinkin Valley uh, <laughs> <laughs> video stores next to the grocery store well the one in windsor had frankenhooker with the with the talking case so it's the only talking case movie i've ever seen i'm I'm, yeah it's this gimmick you see once and you're just like oh the movies are changing i feel like it becomes this thing that you only vaguely remember yeah i feel like i remember frankenhooker having one of those like uncle sam moving maybe that's just a memory i made it could have that would have been cool uncle sam the lithographic uh cover that's a good one so what does frankenhooker say on the tape. I'm pretty sure. Because the cover is, do you know the cover, at least with a bolt yeah. neck, uh, yeah, yeah. classic Frankenstein, but with like a hot pink hooker dress? <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure she says, want to come home tonight? <laughs> at the rental store, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. If popcorn didn't have like a top, maybe popcorn should have had one. Can you imagine just all throughout the day here and buy a bag? Go home in a box. <laughs> All day as a store clerk. It's making me think of the scanner cop merchandise <laughs> that we saw in the tape. Put police sirens everywhere. Every, every time someone rents Frankenhooker, have uh, <laughs> a, the voice go off. Thank have a sugar. real hooker Frankenstein in the store. Wandering around, yeah. yeah. Want to take Offering me home? Offering handies to people that get like... <laughs> yeah. You want to take me home? Well, then rent my... Rent tape. Frankenhooker. <laughs> So yeah, Frank Hanlotter, it's one of those things where you practically expect his movies to come in, you know, in terror vision. Mm -hmm. It's that era of 60s pushed and hyped into the 80s and the home video market of the 80s and 90s. He's amazing at it. But brain damage is just like, you'd think it'd be on the level of the Evil Dead kind of movies. Mm. This is the kind of movie that feels like, how is is Basket Case getting talked to more than the Michigan J-Frog (laughs) <laughs> penis alien yeah. with a mouthful of the gross fangs and just the look man he kept it sleazy but it's 16 millimeter up to 35 millimeter and it shows oh this is not a homemade this is, feeling this is film. a 
professional-looking, good-looking, gross movie. It definitely feels like an indie film. It definitely feels, you know, yeah. small crew and still all that. Still handmade, still local, but... But it's definitely a step up from the, yeah, the homemade kind of gorilla style of Basket Case. Yeah, Basket Case definitely um, felt like they were just filming without a permit. Yeah. This one feels like they at least had to get one or two permits. And like I said earlier, like, this is the one where he employs the real filmmaking stuff. Like, I feel like having watched, uh, you know thief recently or yeah or manhunter like this movie was shot with like that manhunter blue all the Very rooms blue yeah all the you know everything's got like these purple and blue hues to it um i wonder if that has anything to do with the drug injection kind of storyline sure we get a the, but the, we get like yeah we get hardcore drama from the brothers brian and uh his brother mike mm-hmm we Good get, acting for we, people that don't act in almost anything else. Yeah, it was, throughout this whole movie. That's what's so weird about this movie. It's like looks like a Michael Mann film, plays out <laughs> like a Tennessee Williams drama. Yeah, and then also has a literal like cartoon character type uh, villain yeah. as your parasite. That's just like an evil that eats brains. Looney Tunes guy that eats bl- brains in the grossest way. <laughs> but yeah, this is just such a jump up to me from Basket Case in not just the look but the pacing. The mm. tightness of the story, like the especially the strong addiction allegory, you know the the illness that's on that's portrayed here by Brian is pretty real, pretty raw in feeling. a lot of ways. Like, yeah, this is an addiction movie, but the addiction is this like song and dance man, like <laughs> alien dick that can like raise his little like. Eh? He's got like baby blue eyes. <laughs> yeah. The alien has little just, baby the blue eyes. eyes. The eyes so are just tiny. like painted on. He's got this the... giant throbbing looking cock head. Yeah. He's like a he's, he's like a two foot worm that can <laughs> basically inject you with this blue dye that makes you see things. And he's named Elmer. Have drugs. <laughs> His former owners, who we meet in the beginning, uh, name him Elmer. Dude, and man, they are not happy when he. This leaves. whole movie, I. All these characters and the people they get are so good. I'm like, oh, man, what other grimy, gross stuff are these people in? Nobody else is in a single thing. This old couple, nothing else. His girlfriend, nothing else. Brian has like a 25-year soap opera career. Oh, well. He went straight from this to nothing but 25 years on the biggest soaps. Rick Hurst. Continuously. Yeah. Yeah, Rick Hurst is a pretty strong That's a soap, soap opera name. name. Yeah. And he looks like a soap opera. He does. He's handsome. Guy. They had to kind of ugly him up a bit with a split lip makeup and yeah. other stuff so he didn't come off so pretty. Well, he but, gets pretty ugly when he's trying to go through withdrawals. Yeah, That's he sure. gets grossed up. Yeah. But no, this guy's like 15 years General Hospital, Love Days it. of Our Lives, Guiding Light, like 20 years as... What a gig. God bless him. Soap gigs are... You remain practically anonymous. You wonder if his and you work know. constantly. Yeah, and yeah, nothing. Nobody else in the movie. <laughs> Hot girl at the nightclub. Nothing. Oh else. yeah, you know, none of it. But dude, this movie. I think we were. I saw this in the theater recently, which was. I probably shouldn't have sat second row. <laughs> for those fangs come at you, sitting directly under some disgusting <laughs> stuff, but. This is definitely a crowd that was not super familiar with mm. Frank Henenlotter. They did a recent Basket Case Brain Damage double feature. And good way to knock out a couple of cult, real cult classics. Yeah. That's but a I real think cult. it was a room with people that weren't expecting the levels of gleeful depravity. Uh-huh. And it's, 
a wild room to be in <laughs> when a scene keeps going a bit too long and this is one of those movies where they get creative with Man. this grossness right off the top of the bat you get a you get some scenes that go on too long with Dude. the old couple just wrecking Dude. their house looking for the parasite how wild is that and that woman two old people just wrecking a house while screaming the entire time it's it's so it's like clearly when the woman is grabbing all the stuff out of the cabinet in the kitchen the, uh, someone off camera is just shoving more yeah, stuff just into stuff that cabinet getting, yeah they're pumping she, it through she is pulling bowls <laughs> out of a cabinet for a, a solid minute and they don't stop coming. And the dude looks like... Uh, and she's just screaming the yeah, whole time. Yeah, she's screaming, pulling her hair out. The guy looks like Kurt Vonnegut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like, ah! <laughs> just wrecking the house. Oh, man. Such yeah. a... Like, right off the bat. Just coming home with a bag of wrapped up brains. Plate full of brains. What a movie to go into blind, not knowing what you're getting. Just a guy coming home with a butcher's bag of brains. <laughs> talking about how he's how just routine. like, I had to go across town. There's only so many butchers that are selling us whole yeah. brains. <laughs> you know? No, I don't want to go to the French guy. He asks yeah, too many questions. Too many questions. Too many jokes. Yeah. Great oh, vibes. Elmer right? will love these. I love them. Yeah, the wife is just like yeah. These, puts a little parsley on the brain. This movie's filled with great characters. Yeah, like where do you get them? None of them were actors. Again, the only sad guy in the movie was the man who voiced Elmer, the alien, and he had to do it uncredited. Bing Crosby, because he was yeah. <laughs> this was Bing Crosby. No, his final role. Amazing who the voice is. I don't know off the top of my head. It's this guy named Zachary who was one of the, if you did like a horror host, TV horror host, Mount Rushmore, he'd be on there. Ah, He's one of the main, of horror, he was like a Philadelphia, New York horror host in the 50s and 60s. Maybe the guy, don't quote That's me. Awesome. But if not the first guy, one of the first to do the popular format of telling jokes in mm. between the movies and doing bits in your set kind of thing. So major TV, TV star in a certain area to certain people. And he did a lot of voiceover work. Very cool. And boom. I don't know how Frank Hennen... Must have been a New York guy. Had a friend who knew... I don't know why he yeah. would want the alien to have this voice. You it's know? Such a, it's such a bizarre, almost distraction to this otherwise intense, pretty humorless, outside of the alien drama. But can you imagine how brutal this movie well, would be if alien, it but... didn't have these crazy, comedic, almost... Cult... It, the fact that they made Elmer charming... While him being just a gross, like, slimy piece of poop. Yeah. Like, I love that they did that. And so this voice, I think, is just kind of what makes the movie. Mm. We've seen a lot of horror movies as an allegory for addiction or illness, right? But I don't know. This approach is not one I have seen anywhere else. And it's so good because of that. Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty unique approach, the parasite that gets you high and then forces you to get brains for him yeah man pretty cool he forces you to get to just go kill transients <laughs> so he can suck their brains out because he keeps filling you with ecstasy just injecting you with that heroin right to the Ugh. brain stem this movie just kept Ugh. getting grosser Ugh. and grosser I and the... i don't know how people do that with the needles it's like I couldn't, I couldn't self-admit. I don't think I could self-administer like or have an, a parasite administered to the back of my neck. Yeah, I'm gonna do a bunch of drugs if I hit a certain age in life. 
Once I cross 80, right. it's once like, we're like doing that, it. Yeah, once you get that six months to live. Uh, but heroin? Man, I can't do injectables, man. Yeah. Cannot do it. And so this movie has a lot of injections. It's and good. a lot of that Cronenberg thing of getting around doing the thing, but making a grosser version of what the real thing would have been. Yeah. This movie is filled with that, of him just getting around censors in disgusting ways. Now, this movie features two scenes that were not in the original the ones that I'm mm. sure we watched had some cuts. Uh, I think the original uh, didn't show up until DVD, these kind of cuts. Oh, okay. Some got so graphic. Was it that the they girl oh, in the nightclub scene? Oh, the, the fellatio scene? Yeah, it was the blowjob scene. Yeah, that got cut uh, from a lot of the original right, prints check. for some reason. And the scene of his head just spouting a hose of blood for 30 seconds oh, in a nightmare. that's a great scene, though. Yeah. Uh, they were going to give him an X rating back in the day. Yeah, Shutter's, Maniac Shutter's got a lot got of the you know NC seventeen ratings. Well, you wanted to get yeah. this move, these movies distributed. That was where you were going to make your money. And so, it so wasn't of course, until... include a scene that would automatically get you an X rating. <laughs> got to do that. <laughs> but just I was this... thinking, not since Killer Joe's Fried Chicken, dude. I'm, have we can... on this podcast dealt with such a fellatio, but not. Technically Not for technically, <laughs> but the worst blowjob scene you've ever seen. As insane as the Killer Joe scene is with Sugar yeah. Sean and McConaughey. One of those movies where I can just hear butts squirming up <laughs> in all the seats behind me. This is just a room of 30 people all suddenly forced to watch a woman choke down a phallic alien. Mm-hmm. You experience something with that group of people. You went through something after that. Yeah. You were in a room with several people you don't know, and you all watched that. But yeah, (laughs) this every choice that's made in this movie, I think, just keeps making this movie cooler. The balance between actual humor, and there's real humor, intentional humor in this. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And just the silliness, you know, juxtaposed with the sadness. Sad. It's a downer. Yeah. It's a sad movie. Our main guy, Brian, is not having a good time. This alien alien escapes the apartment of these old people in the very beginning of this movie, finds Brian's apartment, and finds a new, basically, master blaster. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) New brain getter. New brain getter. Because the old people have been feeding him animal brains, keeping him weak. He wants human brains. Oh, man. The idea Love of this old bit. couple finding an alien that pumps ecstasy into your brain, but they've learned to like, it's like William Burroughs living to his 80s on heroin just because he found a way to regulate it, you know? Mm-hmm. All the rumors of Sade being a heroin addict <laughs> and just like, because you don't hear about Sade until she comes out in an album every 12 years. <laughs> She's just living like a heroin vampire in the meantime. How cool is that? I mean, cool if true. Yeah. Cool if true. <laughs> it's true. Okay. And uh, <laughs> so this idea of this old couple who like, look, we can keep this alien in our bathtub, feed him human brains that we can get from a butcher in Long Island, then we can pump this sweet blue goo into our mm, brains. Right in the neck. Like, this is a horror story, man. This is a great idea. You flesh this out, yeah. baby. You got an idea. And he does, man. He takes <laughs> this movie to some places. 15 minutes into this movie, Brian's just like having public orgasms while like fist pumping into a junkyard like he's at a rave. So I, I wanted to ask, what is Brian's deal <laughs> <laughs> in general? What's up with Brian? Before he gets alien drugged, he already seems like he's a mess. He's sleeping when he's supposed to be on a date. He 
like can't even pick up well, the I phone. Was he, he already getting injected when yeah, we the first alien, see him in Remember, bed? we kind of see him like feeling his blood. Neck. Yeah, and then like yeah, the next scene over when the girlfriend comes over, he's like, "I must, I must be sick." Yeah, and we don't know you, Brian. Are you sick? <laughs> Are you full of shit? Elmer you, is, is that he already has, a drug addict? Elmer has snuck into Brian's apartment okay. at this point, but has not yet made his presence. I wish known. I knew anything about Brian before <laughs> the movie, like. Well, we kind of get scene. glimpses of Brian through, you know, his brother and his girlfriend. That's where we learn about Brian and their concern for Brian. Yeah. We can see that he has cool taste in music. He's got Very like that cool. sick suicide poster over his bed. <laughs> There's a Slayer poster. Like, so we know Brian's got cool music. He's hardcore. Taste. Yeah. And his girlfriend seems cool. He seems like a pretty righteous dude. Brian, we were supposed to hang today. He's letting people down. Yeah, you know, yeah, we're seeing the early throws of Brian's. We do know he changes. Right? Yeah, he's he hasn't always been like this. But yeah, yeah. We do just kind of jump in right when his I think it's just friends a weird, are yeah. noticing him change. It's just yeah, it's kind of a weird introduction of like he's already like groggy and out of it, and yeah, then we just see him kind of. It's impressive. Yeah, have that, trips. It's impressive how well paced the movie does feel, since we don't get that half hour of Brian living like his normal life. Yeah. We jump into his life starting to turn bad, and it still manages to sustain down that stretch. I don't think it becomes repetitive. I think when he starts grappling with his realization of what's happening versus how badly he needs it, Mm -hmm. those first 15 minutes of the movie are kind of gleefully silly With when he gets injected, which is gross. First injection, when we see Elmer's mouth open, just put me on the back of your neck, Brian. Brian. <laughs> what a charm. What a silver tongue yeah. this Elmer is. But there's something, yeah, there's something, like you said earlier, that's so unsettling about the cheapness of the look of the alien. Yeah. When, like, the jaw just kind of lowers. It's, like, more offensive. You but can then, see the hinge like, jaw just, like, Meh. Yeah, it's, like, the wiggling plastic of the fangs is just, like, ew. <laughs> yeah, it's so cheap but so gross. It's, it just makes it more offensive to me when it's just, like, ugh. Like, yeah. something more cheap. It's more crude, you know? It's more vulgar. And, and it, it also, like, really gets close up in there <laughs> yeah. with the face. And it's just, like, get that, get away. It, yeah, get well, that yeah, out of my you get face, the POV man. shot of Brian's neck getting. And yeah. the movie is, again... It really reveals its hand with the blowjob scene, but it's not subtle <laughs> about its act of penetration. Yeah. It, Every time Elmer's, like, spiked drug, you know, comes out into Brian's neck, Brian's doing, like, oh, oh. oh yeah. like, it's very Cronenberg. He has a full-on O at, yeah. at the first full, time. <laughs> yeah, we get to see Brian O, His o constantly <laughs> through that this o movie. Face. We got it. And then, yeah, he's in the bathtub playing with the parasite, just <laughs> screaming. Yeah. He's yeah. The the brother's like things are getting weird around. Yeah, <laughs> sunglasses down. <laughs> <laughs> when he's going on his like junkyard rampage, and we, I love that we get to see it. I love that he chose what it looks like. That Brian's just oh, getting yeah. like he's on ecstasy. Everything's neon colored, and I love Brian going like just doing like, fuck yeah, like this is great. I loved Rickers was good, man. This was a really good performance by this guy. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he got the a great soap opera gig for the no. rest of his career. This is a role that makes him go all the way. Yeah, from and he top does, to bottom. Man. He is so good. He plays scared. Like, he, it's gotta like almost. At one point, I was like, "This is like we're getting close to Requiem levels." Oh of, yeah, like, his like skin is 
breaking out into little sores, and he's just looks like fucking shit. Yeah, he looked like shit, bro. and it just was like, ugh, this is. Yeah, it goes to some pretty gross level. But he also body yeah, horror kind like, of levels. He also has to yeah, realistically act like he's on drugs and running around and. Yeah, this is, he, the, the the back and forth between him hiding this from his friends to actively like telling his friends to just get away from him. Like, yeah, that's what junk you know junkies at one point want to just be left alone, mm. right? When it's getting really bad, you know, it it gets to be Lane Staley like only seeing his seeing his dealer for the last year of his life, kind of bad, right? And so. Right. Of course, the reaction of his brother, it's just going to make them want to get in. So I love that horror, you know, Faustian energy of like, you know, destroying himself, but them just not being able to help themselves help him. Yeah, yeah. It's such a classier work for a movie that is not classy. You know, it is a, it, it is like a well done dramatic story in some absolute filth. Seriously, yeah. Every scene with his brother is like some sort of New York theater, like hard drama. Like if he can't see that, then I see it. And you know, like, yeah, this like, you expect this, like, like brother, Michael Rappaport and Lily Taylor to like show like, up in the, it. The brother and the girlfriend get together and it's just very like the family drama. And then any other scene without the brothers, like put me on your neck, Brian. <laughs> Want another <laughs> bit of my juice, Brian. You got to get me a break, <laughs> Brian. I love it. Just kind of keeps you like, bouncing back and forth between these genres so much that it's it's this kind of serious story that's really going off the rails and he's real life is heading for a train wreck he doesn't remember any of his like drug come downs Mm -hmm. but he starts to come aware that like did i kill somebody the other night because there's only so many times you wake up with like a bloody pants zipper where you're like all right i need to start asking some questions keeps going to the garbage can like yeah here's another piece of clothing yeah another bloody ripped torn piece of clothing and a dead body oh boy and the deaths are kind of funny but also gross (laughs) it's pretty funny to see a guy with a giant just flapping around a little like slapping around back and forth on a forehead i was trying to figure out i was like how did they do that did is it the whole like it must have wrapped around or something because yeah some of these people are really flinging that dude around so I, I I guess it was one of those Jaws situations where they had a mechanical misfiring uh, phallic alien. Oh, okay, but they also had to do some overdubbing of his. They brought in Zachary because the whole voice had to be recorded later anyway because mm-hmm. he was so. It was a good puppet. As silly as his eyeballs look, and as silly as his little like eh? yeah. smile looked, the little movements that he does and the little squirminess that he had. I guess the machinery was so loud that mm. <laughs> they had to overdub all the... Uh, it was a loud, remote-controlled, Man. complicated puppet on a cheap, grimy movie. You know, and you had cool. To, and you had to be on camera just going, ah, screaming yeah. your head off, yeah. ri- writhing around with it. The visuals in this, some of the stuff he comes up with, when Brian doesn't know yet that he's getting this pleasure juice... That scene of him with his like bedroom slowly filling up with yeah. tidy bowl blue liquid before he's like fully submerged. The dream sequences in this movie are really good. That's some next level. Yeah, I love that scene where yeah he's in the bed and the lamp. Every time it cuts back, looks more and more like an eyeball. Yeah, until it's just this full on veiny eyeball. The practical effects him. are really cool when his brain brain starts being taken over. Yeah, the. The visuals they use for it every time 
Tennessee J Frog's sharp tongue <laughs> went into his neck and you see it poke through a real brain and start to ooze blue goo yeah. over some getting into all the brain crevices. Let me tell you, a lot man, of brains in this movie. Sometimes when we were like second row in the movie theater for Stop Making Sense, I'm just like, I'm having the time of my life. <laughs> Sitting just second row when I'm directly underneath brain spaghetti and meatballs. Oh, man. That might have been the grossest one. <laughs> the sick. spaghetti and meatballs that turn into brains throughout yeah. the scene. Every cut back, one of and, the meatballs has been replaced by a pulsing, oozing brain. And every brain's just going, uh, uh, yeah. like there's dudes just it's like there's what? moaning there's gross sounds in this movie the sound and the score very disturbing cool. stuff very cool synth stuff very cool yeah. just great sounds great atmosphere just Dis- plays disgusting when it needs to be it ramps up these kills because now brian has to start choosing between the pleasure and what he has to do to get for that it even makes these kind of uh it has to be these things there's like a gay kind of YMCA shower scene. Once Ooh. it gets into the gay, then it's just like, is this showing the levels of depravity that druggies have to go through in some cases? Like, this is real stuff. He's tackling real life in these yeah, yeah. kind of real ways. And yeah, when you see the giant punk guy spouting off some sort of poetry, and next to him is this kind of mm-hmm. drugged out. Yeah, you start Yuppie to get the seedy underbelly of the people that he has to start killing. Yeah, and then you, know? you see this muscle man, yeah, in the shower. It's a very, very like, uh, yeah, bizarre. Starting to feel like David Lynch kind of stuff, almost sure. like just like these bizarre characters to be bizarre. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure what a racer head did for these kind yeah. of filmmakers, yeah. like whether Lustig or any of these filmmakers cite that, like, you know that. We can film in these kind of abandoned houses. We can film in these factory areas. We can film in these industrial mm-hmm. wastescapes in our cities. You know, I bet that was just a huge boon to the creative independent scene. So whether the intention's there or not, the the influence is going to be there. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, just these real areas and these gross oozing <laughs> effects. I love the punk club scene. I love these real... That song is a banger right that song is so good cool I was band because like, luckily you get to hear the whole song oh sure he is in that club dancing for a while but that's such a that good band scene. is so cool looking that's where i actually was thinking lynch because it looks like dean stockwell <laughs> it with sunglasses on. looks a little bit like dean stockwell and like uh uh buster poindexter yeah like uh and uh, that song rules i'm like band i'm gonna go really, look that, that up. band is cool okay swimming pool cues oh like nice. the letter q uh, there, there was like a reissue of their first two albums that came out a few years ago. That song was good. It's got both their 81, 82 album. This song was from one of those. Boom. Nice. You get the 20 best swimming pool cues songs. Everybody listen to it. I'm cool doing it. Cool band. I'm doing it. They're like, uh, I only heard of them before this because Lou Reed took them on tour. And so I my brain was like, man, if Lou Reed's touring with these weirdos. Yeah, yeah. They're like this kind of B-52s-ish, uh, but more New york you know cool band yeah and i love this kind of era flavor when you get like a local band that you know you put them in your movie to do a full song rick hurst was awesome in this as the guy showing up in a suit to what the club hell (laughs) club hell yeah welcome to hell and all these i love getting punks in a movie you know 1981 punks are cool in a movie yeah the punks in you know star trek four are cool 
<laughs> but 1981 New York well, this, again, legit punks. Like with everything cool. else, I think he probably just went out and found some punks. Yeah. And, you know, it's got and that said, just... hey, come down to this club. We're going to have this band play and uh, do some... Because especially that one big guy that's dancing next to Brian. Love that big... Brian getting uh, into I'm just the like, pit in I, his I bet suit. He, yeah, I was like, did Frank Henenlotter tell that guy to look kind of menacing and mean and jump around? Or is that just what he's doing? Yeah. It's tough to get that kind of era... Like perfect last, you know, uh, green room of a recent mm. movie really did that well. That felt, oh yeah, these are all like real Nazi punks. That felt real. This felt that bad. movie was so yeah. Scary. We'll have to do that sometime. Yeah. Uh, but man, him pogoing his way in a suit through this bar of real looking punks, high as fuck, high as hell, just gasming his way through this crowd. Right? Yeah. Imagine I'm, This is like you know. A, He's raving. Everybody else is just like slamming it hard. And he is just like on ecstasy at a rave, man. Yeah. Enough He's lucky s- he didn't get his ass kicked, frankly. Oh, yeah. He yeah. was asking for it. It probably would have felt great. <laughs> he would have loved it. I'm shocked we didn't get to see him taking a beating while he's just like, oh, yes. <laughs> More. That could have been interesting. Yeah. Cra- crazy that that didn't go that way. Him showing up to some cruising era club. Oh, oh, boy. <laughs> this movie could have gone crazy. Even deeper levels of, of it's instinct. It's true. It's true. But his attitude and his suit and his constant orgasms are enough to track this crazy big boobed blonde at the bar. What a character. I love... She must be like, wow, he must be really punk. This show guy up is in a, a real punk. <laughs> Across the room, man, this woman got attracted to the worst night of her life. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to go. It makes that's what I mean like I wonder why Brian's girlfriend is so hell-bent on keeping him. I want cuz I don't know anything about this guy. All I know is that he's high as hell all the time now. He is deep in it, man. <laughs> this woman. But yeah, she hunts him down and This movie has some great uh cast uh character names cuz how cool if you're only in a couple of movies and one of them you're named Blonde in Hell. Yeah, 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 That's in a, the end credits. That and another Long guy is hell. Toilet Victim. <laughs> <laughs> toilet Victim's a tough name to get tagged with, man. Toilet Victim was the most normal guy in the whole movie. He's just a normal man. Just a, just a normal man. He was just an innocent man. Just an innocent man he, in a toilet. <laughs> toilet Victim is such a role. How are there so many Toilet Victims in these movies? Oh, man. There's a Toilet Victim in Maniac. We could There's do like, a whole spin-off podcast just toilet called Toilet Victim. Victim. Oh, book it. <laughs> book Toilet Victim. <laughs> I hate that it's the- happening, but we're doing Toilet Victim. It's too Might be a good of a name series. to not use. Might be that's a good punk name. Oh yeah. god, that toilet got filled up with blood. That was god, a bloody that was a one. Candyman level of bloody toilet. But it's the it's the kind of effect where you could tell some guys just squirting a bag over the stall. Like I I do love that kind of it's just the squirty god bloody. If I were that dude, I'd have toilet victim as my license plate. <laughs> hey, the toilet victim's in town. Yeah, that's right. TLT Vic. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Once our toilet victim pod blows up, maybe I'll get it then. <laughs> TLT Vic one, you know, yeah. you gotta be one. Gotta leave some room for my boy. <laughs> and uh, this uh, this fellatio scene behind Club Hell is disgusting, man. This is. I was shocked. I've seen this movie three or four times. I remember the first time watching this, being like, "That's a bit much." This is far. <laughs> 
Yeah, man. In a room with like 25, 30 people, <laughs> there was nobody like luckily. Sometimes you get a laugher. Sometimes you get a person that can't handle it. Oh, it's hilarious. I love that I got a room of people that were just like, Jesus. Like, are we serious? Yeah. We've That's watched, the appropriate response. We've watched a lot of movies, and when you still get something that can shock us, I don't think we're dead inside. We get shocked. Mm-hmm. But we get shocked. Like, man, it takes something. It takes something unique. Killer Joe is a shocking scene. With that chicken bone, man. Killer Joe crosses that line of at a certain point. You're wondering, like, how real? How, what's, what's McConaughey doing? Like, is there... Uh-huh. You don't really see a dick, you know? But there's an implication. <laughs> you don't know if he's really getting off with that chicken bone because McConaughey, he finishes. He's, he... McConaughey made me believe. So does Rick Hurst. And Rick Hurst, man. <laughs> we get such a long profile view of this woman taking elmer into her mouth eat suck elmer's making the worst sucking sounds you've ever heard yeah getting this woman's brains through her mouth and we just get the full angle of this gal just taking this it takes him a while to dig through all the flesh and all these elmer kills are like 30 to 45 seconds yeah he is wriggling in through their brain matter he's got to drill a hole a hole through their whole brain cavity you know Ugh. Suck it out. So gross. And yeah, this just the reactions from this shocked silence that yeah. the crowd is in. It's like, I'm at the front of this row, but I know everybody is like <laughs> has their mouth open right now. And wow. I did not think we'd get something more shocking, killer joke. This might be it. I and think, later it's I handled so. in this way when when Brian's finally like coming to terms with like, we're killing people out there. Oh like, my this god. This juice might not be worth it, man. The funniest part of the movie <laughs> is when Elmer's like, I sucked her brains out. And he goes, is she dead? Yeah. He's like, yeah, man, of course. Dude. Zach- you, I think he's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yes. Zachary's butter smooth vocals so as funny. Elmer. When Brian is having this realization, he's having these dreams that are too real. Like these have to be things that I've witnessed. He says something like, you sucked out her brains? And Elmer's just like, yeah, yeah, just right through her mouth. Like he's just so cool. Yeah, he's so charming. Just like I think that's where he goes. Well, is she dead? Yeah, man. You yeah, kidding? Brian. They're all dead, Brian. <laughs> yeah, you can't live you without a brain. You lead me to guy. them, Brian. This is our deal, man. This is how it's going, dude. Brian having the showdown with him, just like, all right, I'm just knocking you in your brains and and. El- just the level of screwed you know he is where the guy is basically his needles talking back to him and go like let me know how that works out for you buddy yeah. I'll be over here in my sink keeping lubricated another extended I'll be scene. keeping wet over here I'll Brian I'll just stay in this dirty sink just wiggling around while you go through every stage of withdrawals in real time when Brian throws like a, a lamp at him and Elmer <laughs> does a full duck to the side and does something like Tacky, Brian. <laughs> like, come on, Brian. We're adults here. Let's do a fair exactly. and square battle here. <laughs> yeah, I'll go without brains. You go without uh, my juice. <laughs> the way they talk about the juice in this movie, uh, man. Juice. Oh, the juice. I need his juice. I like movies he that needs talk brains. about the juice. He needs the juice. I need the brains. I love it. Oh, a contest. <laughs> and then it becomes, oh, 
You, but you go through, like you said, like not that far from Re- Requiem from a Dream kind of just vomiting on a radiator. Ugh. Let me tell you, buddy. God. I don't live in a, in a gross. gross New York apartment, but I would imagine if I'm vomiting, I'd aim for toilet before I'd aim for the radiator in winter. But Brian is in the deep of it. Yeah. He's in the shit. He's in the shit. He's getting that brown sweat on his shirt. God, it's such a brown sweat seed. But it's like... Those bra- oh, God, his wife beater and briefs were just That is the dirtiest... Through. That room that he's in is like... Henenlotter really went out of his way to dirty that one up. Yeah. And there's like a towel on a rack. <laughs> so disgusting. So it's disgusting. Like he had to make it grosser than the uh yeah. the spinel room. Like I could like, see that guy had bloody mannequin heads. He just has to be a normal guy with this filth. He's just like on writhing on this dirty floor. He's like, God. Yeah, but once it goes into that, like I don't no know. wonder no wonder Rick Hurst would be like, I think I'll do soaps where I'm a doctor from now on. <laughs> I'm, right? I'm good. I'm gonna be on the bold and the beautiful. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> yeah. I think the guiding light will never have me do any of this. Yeah, exactly. When, my time. when we go back to like another dream scene, that is a gross scene in the movie. When Brian starts pulling brain matter, oh like, yeah. Like a clown scarf out of his ear, screaming the entire time he's doing it. The gross part of it is not just thinking of how your ear would feel if a big strand of brain was if getting you just pulled pulled all your brains out yeah it was the final few tugs that it took <laughs> he him kept tugging he tugged so, just this uh, 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 just try to yank off it's like when you're yanking off a hangnail and it's just like oh it went farther oh that's what i'm trying to avoid didn't want it to go down that's and it's a, like that's always that scene in movies where yeah obviously he's hallucinating but yeah that scene where you're just like stop pulling the skin stop off pulling. your whole oh, hand yeah not stop it i hate it i hate it and he is just yanking and yanking and yanking and then he yanks his entire ear off and there's that pause before just a geyser of blood torrents out the side of his head. That's one of the that the geyser That's and the and the fellatio were the two. Uh, yeah, you can't put this in a movie. The geyser, I this. I can't see why the geyser is that bad. It's just yeah, it's like Kubrick can do it in an elevator, but it can't come out of uh, Brian's head. I guess. I think it's a credit to to uh, Rick Hurst. I think his level of horror and just screaming while it was happening. Yeah. If he had done more of a, whoa, you know, <laughs> I'm sure you could have put it in, but yeah. him just like, ah! <laughs> you know, him actually is like, make it seems like, is this what happens when all the blood gushes yeah. out of your head at once? That, like, yeah. He's not playing anything for laughs. No, that's what's so bizarre. And he, like, he never even mentions like, Hey, why do you talk like that to the parasite? Like what? Yeah, I kind of like that. At one point, the parasite's singing, uh, Elmer's singing some sort of- Dude, he has his uh, own song. Like, have you been spending your- Elmer's Juice? Oh, yeah. They come up to Elmer's Juice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No wonder you were thinking of Bing Crosby. Doing show tunes. Elmer's got some nice pitch. Oh, Let's give credit where credit's due. Sure. (laughs) But but am I I to understand he's like a thousand years old or something, or just his race? Because we get the old guy comes back and kind of gives the history- that yeah. he's been passed I was around hoping, from king We got to some king. like Egyptian lore type yeah. history about Elmer's people. And then he people. resurfaced in 1622. And... Yeah, I like him as kind of, I was thinking more of him as Pennywise. Yeah. Like where Immortal. he's existed through all time and space, but he's specifically just like controlling this one town. Like, I'm laying low. Yeah, yeah. And then I come out and feast. So I'm thinking, it, so I love that history of, you know, 
that was my favorite part of uh, of the it book is hearing him just like and then in this lumber town in the 1700s you know mm-hmm. it's just him thriving through every bit of time and elmer is uh, i like that the movie went for that kind of scope it whereas basket case is just like oh yeah i got my freak brother in a literal basket <laughs> i got to take him out and feed him people yeah <laughs> and i'm going to do it the whole movie just over it like this does that same thing over and over again, but it seems like it builds on each encounter more and more. Well, there's a conflict in this one that's not yeah, in Basket Yeah, it's a case real heart. Of the guy Basket... who doesn't want to kill people, yeah. but has ultimately accepts like, well, I can't deal it without the juice. I need the juice. Basket Case brains. had a big like guilt undercurrent running through it that was more uh, professional yeah. than its look. But this felt like even more of a fully realized dramatic story where you could easily make a movie out of the parts without a talking dick. Sure. You could make an actual good independent film out of this as a drug addiction story. Oh, yeah. If there's no, yeah, talking parasite Bing Crosby, then this is a, like, this feels like a New York yeah. student film. Kind yeah. Of, uh... A good, a, but. As a compliment, yeah, yeah, I, I want yeah, to make yeah, clear yeah. this is a, this is a real, yeah, not a student film. I meant more like, uh, but it has Cassavetti's that, kind of shit. Sure, or, it has or, that uh, student film energy though, just because yeah. non SAG actors. Yeah, it's like yeah. You get, what you just put out an open call to friends and people you know. How does that look that good? Yeah, it's one of those where you're like they're not getting a permit to film no. on this street. No, <sighs> great it, shot of him walking down that whole like three blocks feeling of of New York after yes. he leaves the spaghetti brains. Cool. I was just yeah. There's a lot of cool shots of it. Just yeah, he takes yeah, his time with this stuff. But that's then, the yeah, best it part of some of these movies is not yeah. a, not only is a movie like Maniac great, but you're like yeah, I want to see Joe Spinell taking a woman to Clams Casino. <laughs> you know, that's what I want to see in these movies. Yeah. That's what I love looking at. Uh, I know I love looking at all the storefronts, the one-hour photos. The, yeah, man, the little you, mats. You know, New York's a character. Yeah, I know. There's a re- <laughs> New York looks great on films it for all these areas. Like New York right? was a character. But uh, you talk. I talked about like, well, there had to be permits on certain parts of this movie that you could tell weren't there, and that's what also made this feel bigger. Like you don't get to film in the subway, you know, without yeah. that. But maybe he did. I love that they got that subway vibe when his girlfriend and he chases him down into the subway and he just is like no you have to believe me like past a certain point i can't control this and i don't want you to be the victim like yeah this is all stuff that somebody would say it's like i don't mm-hmm. want your help i'm gonna handle you know it's it's addiction talk yeah and no, so he... she reacts like a human person that cares about a person would react yeah yeah she doesn't know that a guy that he's got like an alien dick living on his person who would know That's that? That's now in his mouth, yeah. in his own mouth. Yes, on the subway scene, the, that the was animated, so like I the know. clearly animated film cells of the of him being like blah, 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 every time. Coming yeah, out, which that is was not, such a cartoony, silly thing for so us. So bizarre, and that had to be to like, inject right in the middle of all this seriousness. Yeah, yeah, you have blah, him blah, literally blah. coming out doing like a <laughs> like whenever she would like turn her head for a second. I kept waiting her for her to do like a Milton Burl like triple take back, and him just to go like bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> didn't seem far from that, and yet at the same time we're ten seconds away from one of the saddest scenes in the movie. When he finally, like, when she reaches to kiss him, and then Elmer's just like, ho-ho! Get some more brains. More brains, baby. Yeah. I liked her. She's not in any other movies. 
amazing. Amazing what he pulled off. The mm. level of drama he succeeded in doing with this cast of basically no one. This is a good movie. This is a gross yeah, yeah. movie, but this is an impressive movie. I am, am I crazy? This feels just like Henlotter's best work it, to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't I, seen Basket Case three. I was gonna say I've only seen the, those three. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's a that's a I, good three. He's got man. like thirteen uh, director credits. He has so a I'm really sure. interesting one from uh, two thousand eight. Hmm. I couldn't find it on any legitimate streaming service called Bad Biology. And it feels like this level of Cronenberg uh, sex as, you know, this woman has like a vagina that devours things. This woman has a monster penis. Felt like, yep, that's do. a Frank Hanelotter yeah. kind of flick. So he was doing his thing up until like, you know, he's still doing it. But yeah, this definitely, obvi- yeah, with the dramatic stuff happening, the clear metaphor of the drug addiction. Yeah, just the fully taken drug over. sequences, the... Yeah, this definitely feels like there's something more going on than just a grimy guy goes around killing people. This never gets cheap, movie. I don't think. Yeah. I think this movie stays true to its actual serious story. The whole way through, I thought the finale was really impressive. Yeah. That original owner of uh, Elmer, the old Kurt Vonnegut guy coming back. Still around. Him still. He's addicted to that juice, man. Uh, yeah, I know. You know, he's used to a little bit of regular Elmer in the veins. <laughs> Yeah, in the, the old brains. The final fight over Elmer in the in the alley. Him, the, uh, sc- him l- grabbing and squeezing every ounce of Elmer's juice into Brian's brain. Into Brian's brain Love is that. a wild finale. Turns out all you had to do was just squeeze this thing, and yeah. you could kill it. Yeah, man, just squish him. All these people with this thing latched onto their head like the world's biggest leech, just sucking their brains out. As silly as all you the, had to do was squeeze them. As silly as the as it could have looked when that thing was sucking people's brains out, I thought everybody did a really good job of this thing feeling latched on. That security yeah. guard in the junkyard, that guy looked like he was pulling. That's what That guy all... looked like he was desperately trying to get that thing off his head. Yeah. Everybody, this could have looked like a piece of poop flopping around <laughs> on somebody's head. Like, I love Shivers, the Cronenberg movie, mm-hmm. but it just looks like Mr. Hanky squishing around <laughs> people's apartments. Like, that looks silly. As cool as Shivers is, that looks silly. How real they made such a fake-looking, dumb prop look was I was continually impressed by mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah, when it's when he's writhing out and dying at the end. Yeah, that was you feel for the little guy at the end. You're like, oh, he was charming. Yeah, they made this gross thing actually have. They made such risky choices with him, but very good. Choices. When he is squeezing Elmer. The eyes bulge out. Yeah, man. Just like a little That's, rubber squeeze toy. Just I just want to... Yeah. Well done. Hats I, off. Those are the details you appreciate. Right. You know? Like, oh, this movie, people were so... you've been looking at his little tiny yeah. baby blues the whole time. And to have them, yeah, just have that bulge out. God, I laughed every time that perfect. dude raised his eyebrow. Hmm. Hmm, Brian. I guess no juice for Crawl you, Brian. to me, Brian. <laughs> I want to hear you beg. <laughs> I wish, you know, if we would have gotten this in the 90s, I would have loved to hear, like, a F- Harvey Firestein, Elmer. Sure. I'm sad that Brain Damage never got any off-Broadway credentials so we can see. Like, I would want to know what Jason Robards would sure. bring to the role of Elmer. Well, we could just bring guys in to do voiceover, like, re- yeah, redub. I'd it. love to hear some John Lovitz. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>, Elmer. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, man, old Morris Vonnegut coming in to squeeze Elmer to death, but at the same time squirt every last bit of juice into Brian. Just ODing, man. Yeah. That's it. Then he gets it the brain the, bulge. The junkie's final shot, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, you said scanner cop earlier. We get some yeah. scanner cop forehead bulging. Yep. Love it. Love it. Brian's, uh, you know, like you said earlier, man, we've, we've laughed a lot during this podcast, but the first thing we said about this movie when you came over today was like, it's a sad movie, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just we've, a, like yeah. laugh my ass off this whole episode. But it's like, this is a sad movie, man. No redemption. Brian ends up shooting himself in the head. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, uh, he the becomes end of his so story. mired in his addiction that he just it is, sees his... the only way out is like, Brain is so juiced up that he's just got a shaft of light coming out of his blown out. What a cool finish. Instead of coming in and seeing Brian with just brain splattered all over the apartment, to see him just with a shaft of light coming from a huge hole in his head and him just living on this. Like, has he now become this extra being? I know. Has he now consumed Elmer's, like, essence? Yeah. Like, is he going to continue going on? Is he... He's now immortal. I love this finish. And it's wild that we've got three basket case movies. <laughs> was yeah, it because no return of the Elmer? Yeah. Was it because like this felt like such a nah, we can't we can't capture this lightning again. We can't capture we can't do this. It must not have just hit the way that we yeah, even get a we even hit. get a basket case cameo. Yeah. It felt <laughs> it's all within the uh, the, uh, the Hen Lauder universe. There's the Good basket case guy, yeah. But it, I like the, I do like. Maybe the pro- he's in Frankenhooker. I haven't, I haven't watched. He could that in a be. While. I haven't seen that in a bit. Yeah. But the the actor's got like a really bad wig, and he's. <laughs> yeah. At the same time, I love this two guys crossing paths who are in the same predicament, mm-hmm. basically. You know. Well, the I lo- same kind of thing in the subway. Yeah, where we do see the basket case guy. The guys reading the newspaper like killers loose in the city. Right, it's like I think he's talking about basket. I think that paper is about the basket yeah. case guy. They basically he's, uh, have this moment where they're like the the two Spidermans, yeah, pointing at each other, exactly. <laughs> where they're just like the guys looking Are creepy from across each other at the subway. Like uh, one of us should just get off of the yeah. next basket stop. case guy's like I gotta go. It's like Homer and Bart like passing each other on the sidewalk. Like, yeah. How do you do? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I'm gonna head this way with my basket, and you're yeah. gonna sit there with a dead body. <laughs> I I love that only in New York, baby. When uh, the guy's you know making out with his girlfriend, while really he's just sucking on her brains, mm-hmm. and there's witnesses four feet away who are all just like, "I am not looking at these gross teens." Couldn't care less. Do not care. Mm-hmm. We've been on the subways. We know how the <laughs> people are oh, used you... to ignoring everything on one of those. Uh-huh. You do not make eye contact with people on the New York subway. So the idea of just, yeah, this guy's murdering, sucking somebody's brains out. Just looks like a couple of love-struck kids making out on the exactly. subway without caring. I love it. <laughs> this is a good, this is a great, this, I love Evil Dead. I love Evil Dead too, but I see something like brain damage. It's like, it's a cult movie, but mm-hmm. how is it not that next level? How is this not the one? This feels... That's, you uh, need to see brain yeah, damage. I don't have the answers. Unless anything we said about brain damage made it seem like a movie you would not want to see. Uh-huh. Go with those instincts. <laughs> well, you know, it's only like 85 minutes long. Yeah. So it's tight. The pacing yeah. is good. 
This is a You're pro in and movie. And if nothing else, you got to listen to this song in Club Hell. Mm. Like this thing will be stuck in Swimming your head. Swimming pool cues, man, dude. Go listen this to them. Le- that was legit. <laughs> I think it came to this. It did come to. I this. love this movie. Frank Lauder's made some classics, but he knocked it out with this one. Go see it. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. This thing's everywhere on tons of different streaming services. I saw it on the Shutter. Yeah, it's got you saw the full the full blowjob scene. Oh yeah. Oh, that it's one, all there. That one's the version now that exists. Good. We're Thank living. God. We live in that kind of society. We get that at least. Absolutely. Thank you all for listening. And good night.